Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Today with me, we have Lisa Chatnowski, that is the VP of Brand Content and Creative at The Vitamin Shop. If you are new to the show, I wanted to invite you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We have amazing guests every single Wednesday morning. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Lisa, welcome, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, it's good to be here. Thanks so much. Absolutely. You know, today it's an interesting uh, episode. It's something that is trending these days, you know, as a, as, a, as a main topic. So I'm very curious. Myself, I know a little bit of something, but I'm definitely not updated of the latest things. So I'm very curious to talk about, you know, um, the ins and outs of what is happening, right? But before we get started, I would like to try a new format. You are going to be the first actually one, you know, trying with this one. It's very easy just to present yourself in one minute or, or less. And we're going to, you know, follow this structure called the map. So basically, we're going to start with your mission. So what do you want to achieve? Like, you know, what do you aim to achieve? Um, and then the achievements. So any previous, uh, you know, like milestones in your career or life also. And that's what is the purpose. Like, why do you do what you do? This is new for me. My mission. Um, I'm not going to get into my entire mission for life, but my mission for my current job at the Vitamin Shop is to help educate our audience and anyone interested in health and wellness um fact versus fiction and there's a whole lot of fiction out there in terms of how to achieve health and wellness and live your best life and um some of it's wonderful information and some of it is junk and so that's a big part of what i do as the vp of brand content and creative what was the A? I forget the A. Any, any notable milestone in your career or life? I made a huge leap when I came to the vitamin shop because I seven years ago, I'd never been in retail before, except for when I was in high school. I worked as a stock girl at Banana Republic. But other than that, <laughs> I was in media and publishing. So it was a really scary but exciting leap. Nice. And the last one is your purpose. So why do you do what you do? My purpose, I mean... I always say I'm like one of the um, OGs of content creation. It obviously went back much, much longer before me, but um, I always just wanted to create content. I got into journalism. I wanted to be a writer. And now it's, it's so exciting because you can create content in so many different ways. But for me, like that is, has always been my purpose. I love expressing myself and expressing a brand's purpose um, through words that I create, visuals that I create and that my team creates. You led, you know, like, you know, digital content strategy, like in production for major brands, like, you know, publishers, just to make like, you know, name a couple, uh, MTV uh, and Time, you know. And uh, so I wanted to ask you, like, you know, how has, you know, the digital uh, content changed in the past uh, uh, five, ten years. Five, ten. I go back a little bit longer than that, but I don't want to date okay. myself. But um, yeah, I mean, so much. When I graduated college and first got into magazines, well, first of all, magazines were a thing. Um, mm -hmm. It was very prestigious to land a job at a print magazine. And you you wrote. You wrote in there. You, that's If you were one of the editors, that's what you did. You just researched and wrote. You didn't do video and you didn't, um, you know, you didn't have the photography on your plate or um, you didn't know 
how to be a graphic artist. Now you really have to wear a ton of hats, um, which I think is more exciting. Um, when, you know, the internet was finally established as, you know, something that was sticking around, you know, it, it used to be like, oh, this internet thing, people actually thought it was a passing fad. Um, you know, at magazines, people just stuck to their guns and they just wanted to write and research and edit. And I was like, you know what? I think I should really learn how to produce video and edit video. And thank God I did because that was the next wave. Um, and I think in order to be a really successful content creator, you do need to understand all different types of content, whether it's you know, filming something on your phone or with a big crew um, for, you know, a, a million dollar ad campaign versus, you know, TikTok versus writing captions for cool photos, you know, understanding memes. Um, I think the most successful content creators can do it all. I like when they say they have to be updated on things, especially on social media, right? The time that you don't understand a meme anymore means like you're outdated, you're not understanding what is happening anymore. And sometimes they can help not only on, again, on the silly things, but also how things works, right? Like for business, for society and so on. And so on that, like, you know, again, memes and social media and captions and knowing all these things. I wanted to know now that you are, you know, with me shop, like what is your approach when it comes to social media? And also more specifically, when it comes to influencers, because your product, it's like specific. It's not just a, a pair of shoes, let's say, but it's vitamin, right? So do you combine together, I guess, certified, uh, uh, you know, maybe professionals and experts, uh, nutritionists. Uh, is it also like lifestyle people? Like what is usually the ratio when you want to work with influencers? Yeah, it's really varied. Um, you know, I talked before about educating people, fact versus fiction. And we're fortunate mm -hmm. enough. We have a nutritionist uh, coaching program. So we have in-house nutritionists. We have a few trainers on the staff as well. And so we do work with credentialed experts when we're really trying to educate people. Um, we also created a wellness council of about 10 credentialed experts that we collaborate on content together. And that's sort of a revolving door every year. We sort of refresh it. Um, so there's, you know, definitely a component of wanting to work with experts. And then with influencers, we do want to source the wild for people who look like our customers, are our customers, represent our customers. So if we have a campaign coming up on a launch for one of our sports nutrition brands, like Body Tech is one of our sports nutrition brands, we are going to absolutely look for someone who goes to the gym, looks like they would take the product, creatine, has talked about it before, um, is, you know, it's an overused word, but is authentic, right? It's, it's not just someone who goes to the gym. It's someone who has talked about the product that we are selling. Um, creatine, we do a lot of campaigns around. It's a huge trend. And we are looking for people who absolutely um, would be shopping for creatine because we need it and want it, of course, to be authentic. And then lastly, we use um, our internal ambassadors for so much. Our store associates, who we call health enthusiasts, we actually have an ambassador program called Shop Squad. And they're our biggest influencers. They, some of them are trainers and are certified nutritionists. And we give them themes to post about. We let, let them use their own voice, of course, but we kind of try and get them to talk about things that we're already talking about 
um, through marketing. So say we have a marketing campaign around stress and sleep. We might tell them, hey, in January, let's talk, let's make sure you talk about your favorite stress and sleep supplements on your page. But that's the direction we give. We do not give them the words and we don't give them the visuals. We also have 700 Instagram accounts for all of our stores. Yeah, it's a lot. Right? It's a lot. It's a lot to manage. And people called me crazy when we first started doing this about six years ago. They were like, how are you going to, you know, stay on brand? And the thing is, is that our health enthusiasts are our brand. So even if right. they use the wrong blue color or the wrong font in an image, that's okay because they're our brand. They're so well-trained. They're so knowledgeable. And you shouldn't be able, you, sh you shouldn't have to go to a store just to talk to them. They should have a digital and social media presence. And they didn't have one before they were given these accounts. Of course, we have guardrails and we have them take a best practices course on something called the university, an internal education platform. Um, and we do send um, through an intranet, we send assets out to them, but they are more than, we, they're more than welcome to create their own content. We hope that they do. We encourage them to do it because it gives us great UGC. I mean, we have sure. some really incredible UGC that we've regrammed. Recently, we um, took an image from one of our stores of a couple who had come straight from the chapel to go to a cocktail hour at Vitamin Shop, their own cocktail hour, not one we were hosting, to get basically energy drinks post-wedding. Okay. And, you know, energy drinks are so hot right now. It's a huge trend. And we've got these two young people who just got married in their wedding attire who went straight to a vitamin shop. And, you know, it blew up. And uh, we wouldn't have been able to get that ourselves. That, you know, that came straight from the store. Is your brand ready to amplify its reach while the influencer marketing factor is here for you? We are a global influencer marketing agency helping brands ignite their growth. From influencer identification to campaign strategy, handling legalities and agreements, to managing shipping and logistics, we got you all covered. We work with hundreds of brands across different verticals, from Fortune 500 companies to direct-to-consumer brands. And we don't just stop there. With detailed ROI analysis, we help brands like yours measure success at transforming impressions into conversions. You can find us at theinfluencermarketingfactory.com or just searching the influencer marketing factory on Google. Very interesting. And, you know, again, you said 700 Instagram, like, you know, different accounts, uh, health ambassadors, uh, you know, shop squad. Um, and you said, you know, let's say there is a thing in January, you, I guess you send an email or a newsletter, right? Just to be on the same page. But I wanted to ask you, that is similar to like, you know, when there is franchising, for example, usually, you know, like they send out things uh, just as suggestions and inspiration. But since you have these people that you said they are very right into the product and they are more than ambassador, does it ever happen that they come to you with ideas or maybe are they once also be like, hey, I noticed this trend, like can we do something about it? I'm just curious to know like if it's bilateral and since they are like so into the day-to-day, -day, did they maybe ever notice something before it's public or, you know, anything like that? We have, um, in, in terms of our store associates, they reach out often there is definitely a group of them who are so passionate about what they do especially the store managers who will reach out and they constantly want to do more and you know they're not really compensated very much for this so it's it's really exciting that they love what they do so much that they're just filled with ideas um we have one woman laney who will fund her own trips to the olympia a convention um for sports nutrition 
I think she went to the Arnold and she did interviews for us there um, with some of our top vendors. So, you know, internally, we've got some really excited um, staffers. And then externally, we do get a lot of inbounds um, from people, a lot of people sliding into our DMs um, and wanting to represent us because they are, I mean, health and wellness is very personal. And once you're really passionate about it, like people really, really um, are passionate. It's, um, I don't know, I've never been in the fashion world, but to me, this is, this goes beyond really loving a pair of pants. Um, this is, you know, your body, this is longevity. This is how you feel when you wake up every morning. I mean, we have people who, you know, the gym is their, it's their temple, it's their church. And so mm -hmm. those are the people that we want to work with, the people who are as passionate as we are. We all know there are so many products out there, especially on social media, on Amazon, uh, direct to consumers, right? So for people nowadays uh, and consumers, uh, the product per se is a thing is not enough anymore, right? They want to know the story behind that. Can we trust the company? What is inside these? Um, what is the story of, 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 on, the, on the reasons why and so on? So how do you manage also the, the storytelling? Again, you said about authenticity, but is there any framework that you followed in the past, uh, something that maybe you found that is specifically working well in your case when it comes again to the storytelling behind the product? I mean, I think it's really important for a brand to have pillars, have a really tight brand architecture that mm. um, sets you apart, that this is what we stand for, right? Most brands do have that. Um, not everybody has it, you know, on paper and the it's socialized through the entire company so that everyone sort of feels it. That's really important that you get buy-in from the entire company first so that the insides sort of match your, your outsides. Mm. But ours are quality, innovation, and expertise. And they were developed because the research every year from our customer is, comes back as this is what sets us apart. Our, our customers, and we don't have a huge brand awareness, but we know that the people who are our current customers value us for the quality that we stand for, the new trends and innovation that we bring in because we're specialty, so we're first to market with a lot of them. And then again, our, our expertise. So for my job, I really lean into that expertise pillar and make sure that we are set apart by that. Now, that doesn't mean other retailers aren't fast on our tail. I mean, everybody's selling health and wellness products now. And so they're definitely trying to catch up and they are you know, doing outreach to um, their own experts. And so we constantly have to continue to evolve that strategy. Um, you know, we are doing a CTV campaign um, in September where we really lean into um, our brand pillars and why expertise is so important. And we really highlight our health enthusiasts and how well-trained they are. Because again, we know we did the same research this year, same results came back, but that's what people value, that they can go into their local store. They know the name of the person. It's like cheers. I'm probably dating myself, but everybody knows your name, right? And um, they can trust that the information is going to be accurate and that um, when they bring something home and ingest it, you know, that it's going to um, be a quality, a quality product because that can be scary buying, buying supplements on Amazon, you know, like, yeah, who knows what you're, what you're getting. And so um, we, we really need to be um, trusted. And so the expertise really helps with that, making sure that we have these credentialed experts who can speak to 
fact versus fiction. What are some of the don'ts that come to your mind when it comes to specifically in your industry? So on social media, what are one one of those things that you would avoid if possible? Um, let's see. I mean, I think you you really want to avoid jumping on every single trend right mm, you yeah. need to embrace the ones that you can say okay this this works for our brand right like we can put our own spin on this um but there are so many out there every single day and don't get me wrong we do we, we love trending sounds we have a lot of fun we have dollar drinks every weekend and we do video our social media manager is great she stars in a lot of videos um that have trending sounds to them but you can't jump on everything, right? Um, especially when you've got videos out there, the hashtag, like, I remember there was healthy Coke, right? <laughs> like, there's no such thing as healthy Coke. I think it was yeah. like balsamic vinegar and seltzer or something like that. You know, like, okay. we got yeah, our nutrition out there to be like, no, you know, this will actually, you know, rip the enamel off your teeth. Um, so that's where sort of it comes into play where we might have our nutritionist come on and, and, you know, we can speak to a trend, but we may have to debunk it. Um, but also, I just do think that you lose a certain amount of credibility if that's all you're doing is chasing trends. Um, there's something to be said about certain posts that you know are going to get a lot of engagement and they might be controversial. Certainly, when we put up fitness advice, we have a lot of trainers who follow us and people with strong opinions, bodybuilders. And there's like a lot of disagreement in the comments, but that's great. Like disagreement over advice can be really interesting, you know, yeah. like um, it's exchange of ideas. But, you know, if you're just jumping on all of these trends for, you know, a lot of likes or, you know, it, it just it kind of cheapens that that of what you stand for, what we were talking about, quality, innovation and expertise, it, it takes away from that. So that that would be my no, um, with the caveat that, you know, we still have fun. Um, I think it's really important that when you're educating, it's edutainment, like it's entertaining mm. and that you still have your social media managers out there. You know, people know their names. It's personal um, and relatable. Um, but, you know, there, there does come a time where, like, you just can't jump on every single bandwagon. You you do lose credibility. It makes sense also for the, you know, easy short-term win versus the long authority, sorry, long-term authority yeah. of your brand, same sedimentation of the brand values, right? Also, yeah. um, we saw so many brands, right? Like winning, as you said, like with millions of likes, but then, uh, you know, basically they lost their own identity because they were jumping, as you said, you know, every single day on something different. And then it was like, okay, so today they are saying this, tomorrow they are saying something else uh, why these people you know so i right. i do see your point on that yeah. but also having fun right you will still want to have fun whenever possible because that's also what what consumers are expecting from you right the information but also with the entertainment and engagement right so it's a lot easier to learn when you're laughing and you know that's why yeah. I, I mean i i love a good meme i i am constantly blown away by how clever the internet is like there are oh, some yes. things that just make me laugh out loud and, you know, going back to the way I learned as an editor and a journalist, like I never thought that this would be, you know, a, a form of content creation for me. But there there's a lot of thought that goes into these. There's, a, you know, there's a lot of work behind it. 
um, to make a really viral meme. And I appreciate it so much. Like I'm just, I really am blown away all the, all the time by the creativity I see on all of these platforms. Ah, totally. The other day I was just, uh, I was on, on TikTok and I was watching these videos about like explanation of astrophysics and expression of the universe. But it was funny. It was like made as a sketch, you know, like, yeah. and uh, it was like uh, three minutes of videos with very difficult information to, because I'd never studied that type of things. And the majority of the people out there were like, I don't understand this totally, but it was definitely, you know, engaged and, and entertained. So yeah. if you can do that, like for, for astrophysics, you can do it for <laughs> every industry out there. You don't want to necessarily, you know, they'll say, dumb it down. It's not about dumbing it down. It's just about making mm -hmm. it digestible so that people can pay attention. I mean, I would say that none of us have the attention spans that um, we used to have. I mean, I certainly don't. So, um, you know, you want it, you want it quickly. You want, you want mm. snacks throughout the day. Um, that's why, you know, I'm obsessed with these New York Times games like Wordle and Connections. It only takes oh, me yeah. like a little bit of time each day to get my brain power going. Um, I don't want to sit down though and play a full game of Scrabble. I don't have time for that. <laughs> it's a, it's like it's a good example. Yeah, I think that like people like uh, gamification in things, right? Yeah. Uh, anywhere it's possible, so it is quick, uh, but still keeping your brain active. And so, so you said before, let's not jump on any tr on every trend, right? But there are some that might be interesting. When it comes to like the health space, what are some of the trends that you were seeing happening online and also on social media? In the health space, um. Yeah, yeah so they come and go, absolutely. Um, the one that has stuck the most is so interesting because it's been around forever. So over the last two years, we've seen incredible spikes in sales and searches for creatine. Um, it's the one of the most scientifically studied sports supplements, and it really has been around forever. Bodybuilders, there aren't that many bodybuilders that don't know about creatine, but... Um, it went mainstream and there are a lot more women buying it, um, older um, aging adults who are buying it, um, hearing from their doctors that it's good for musculoskeletal health and cognitive function. Um, you know, people just learning that it's really good for a lot more than just bodybuilding. And so that one has been exciting because it hasn't just been a flash in the pan and it was something that we've sold forever and just sort of all of a sudden the world knew about it. Um, and that hasn't really slowed down. Then there are others like um, the recent trend with berberine, where um, kind of uh, in parallel with the popularity of, of Ozempic just became huge because on TikTok, there was this huge trend for berberine saying it was nature's Ozempic. It was a natural form and um, it had a lot of weight loss properties. And while it's not totally false, it, it does have some, it, it's not Ozempic. Um, you know, I, we definitely appreciate all the people who came into the store looking for it. Um, and there is some great science behind it around blood sugar and balancing blood sugar levels. Um, but it is not Ozempic. So it's, you know, that one's dying down as there have been a lot of articles and, um, and TV segments about how, you know, what's what's what with berberine, you know, the, the pros and cons. There, there aren't necessarily cons to taking it. It's just that you shouldn't go into taking it thinking you're going to lose 15 pounds in a month. Um, so there's a, that's kind of more of an example of a trend that's come and it, it's going to have a downswing. But creatine, you know, it's 
it, the great thing about it is that more and more people who didn't understand the benefits of it are learning, especially like those older adults. And so that one just continues to grow. It's exciting. Um, in addition to that, energy drinks have been huge lately. I think I mentioned we have a dollar drinks weekend and everyone's always clamoring to know which brand it is that weekend. Um, and magnesium glycinate's another huge one. Um, we're also stressed out and um, magnesium has stress management properties. And so um, that one became huge on TikTok as well because everybody wants to calm down. And um, that's that's been sticking around for about a year now. So um, hopefully hopefully it's here to stay because magnesium's great. The, let's say the consumers start uh, trends that you were maybe not expecting. And therefore you're like, oh, you know what? We should create a product uh, based on this demand. So, and, and how often that happens if, 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 if it is a case? You it know? happens a lot more often uh, in the last year, I would say. It kind of started over a year ago. Um, chlorophyll was trending on TikTok and we had um, a ton of like college-aged women coming into the store asking for chlorophyll Um, there were claims on TikTok that it helped clear your skin, among um, a lot of other things. And I mean, it is great for you. Um, a lot of testimonials, though, drove young women in particular into the store. And it it really spiked like we, we sold out very, very quickly and we had to clamor to get it back on our shelves. And, and that can be that that can be very jarring for the company. And um, we're learning how to manage it more since we've had a lot more chlorophyll since then. Recently, something called taurine um, longevity has been a big topic in health and wellness and taurine. Um, there's some studies around it that say it can help you live a longer, healthier life. Um, and so that one sort of started trending out of nowhere. You know, we just we there's been research on it in the past, but it just didn't go wide. And a newer study um, really just and um, hit a lot of news outlets. And so, you know, our, our inventory team is definitely trying to manage, okay, how do we react quickly um, to this demand? Um, it it yeah. certainly gives us whiplash. It's, it's a new form of um, operating in retail that was not something um, we used to have. We had a little bit a while back with Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, you know, from maybe like yeah, yeah, yeah. seven or eight years ago would mention something on his show and suddenly, you know, everyone's coming in and mentioning this show but this is on a much greater scale because it's it's happening so much more frequently interesting yeah maybe it's similar to like you know fast fashion right they have to be all the time producing new things but when it comes to vitamin like you want to be sure that you're not just producing something in a rush that might you know be harmful or anything like that right you have to somebody is a pair of shoes something else like things that you put in your body right yeah yeah health and well it's very personal you're ingesting these things you want to make sure you are the right candidate for all of this and you know when you're when you're starting to take something you know you want to also make sure you talk to your practitioner and make sure it's the right thing to take and um not be not be super casual about you know supplements there's there's still some of them are still pretty powerful and you need to make sure there's no medical interactions. And so um, it, is, it is interesting when all of a sudden something like milk thistle, which is like for liver, yeah. liver health, like pops up and people are using it for a, a totally other condition or um, for, for something that, you know, isn't what it may have been originally intended for. And you just want to make sure that they understand, you know, what, what its limitations might be. 
Yeah. So, I mean, let's say that nowadays social media, it can be a very great source for, for information with a, a very good amount of like ex experts on, right? That can give you right piece of advice, but at the same time, be cautious, right? Just in understanding what is good for you, what is not right, just personally is different, right? So it's the typical like, you know, double effect of, of social media. A lot of information, just understanding, you know, which one are the, the good ones for you or not. And, uh, you know, um, Lisa, I asked you like many different things today, especially like, you know, influencers, uh, social media experts, uh, what is trending and so on. In the last few minutes that we have together, is there anything else that I didn't ask you today that you are either excited to talk about or something that is very, you're very focusing on, something that you're following these days? The most exciting part of my job and what I'm so focused on is that I really don't know what's going to happen the next mm. day, you know, coming off of this conversation about trends and we just never know what's um, what's going to happen and what's going to bring people into our stores and send them to our website. And that's a totally different way of functioning than um, I had when I came in seven years ago. And there were certain products and brands that just always sold and they were your top 10 and um, you, you really got behind them and had these partnerships. But nowadays it moves you know, retail moves fast, but it moves even that much faster because you have to be so nimble and um, ready for anything. And that is kind of, you know, it's it's sort of like you just don't know what to expect. And so inconsistency is the only consistent thing that we have is, you know, all of a sudden something that may have been selling so well for a year, suddenly eh, it's off the map. But We've got something new and a new brand that is really getting people excited. Um, I would also say on top of that, that, you know, we're bringing in a lot of new DTC brands. And that's been very interesting because um, they have their own followings, their own audiences. And so there's the strength in numbers. We, of course, are evaluating them to make sure they kind of line up with our brand values. But as we bring them in. They also have these amazing brand ambassadors. So what's fantastic for us is that it's not all on us to go out and do it. It's really about collaborating. We have a partnership with Raw and Nutrition and Chris Bumstead, a really famous bodybuilder. Um, he, uh, four times Mr. Olympia Classic Physique. I think I said that right. Um, he has such a huge fan base and his product really, really hits with the audience more so than your typical like A-list celebrity, we've brought in brands where an A-list celebrity has been attached, a few of them. And they haven't really gone anywhere because it's lacking some of that authenticity. Chris helped, you know, develop these products. He's part owner, a founder, and he really believes in them and takes them to help with his career. And it's the believability is there. And, um, you know, there are people who really, really look up to him and want to train like mm -hmm. him. That authenticity drives the business. Um, it's no longer about getting, you know, the biggest name you can think of and attaching them to an ad campaign. Those days, at least for us, are over. And that's why influencers that build their own product, you know, or they are very active in the flow, in the process and day to day, have a different, uh, you know, uh, not only approached, but they are seen and trusted more than only put in the face of a celebrity, right? On a bag or something, right? Because uh, we all know that, again, you know, as you correctly said, the celeb type of like, you know, uh, VIP, right? The type of like, you know, aspirational thing, it's it's a bit over, or at least it's changing, right? It's not that uh, powerful uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
when we do influencer campaigns, the thing that, you know, irks me the most is when you um, you put a lot of time and effort into a brief and someone kind of copies and pastes. Like, that's not what we're looking mm -hmm. for. We're looking for a partner that we can really talk through the campaign with. That's why we yeah. kind of go um, quality over quantity. We don't do the, you know, thousand micro influencers um, that, you know, are going to phone it in. That's that's not going to work for us. We really want to build relationships and make sure the people that we're working with understand what we're trying to do and who we're trying to talk to. And they put it in their own words, um, yeah. you know, real, real partnerships. Well, I can see that all in all, it's uh, never boring, always quite exciting industry to be in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure about that. So Lisa, thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, both on what is happening in the social media industry uh, when it comes to like, you know, your industry and also the trends. Yeah. I was very curious myself to to know that. So thank you for, for sharing that with us today. Thank you for letting me. It's been really, really fun talking about this. I'll be back anytime you want me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. Thank you, Lisa. This was the Influence Factor by the Influence Marketing Factory and I'll see you next week.